0: Today is Tuesday, February 20th. The title for our devotional is Relating to Government. Remember this week we are seeing the practical implications of living in our new identity as the people of God in the tension of a society that is unfavorable to the Christian faith. Yesterday we saw Peter has an eye towards how the believers will be perceived in their society and their reputation. He wants them to give Jesus a good reputation in the hopes that they will glorify God when he returns. The rest of this week he he will apply this to two key areas of society in that day, and how the people were to relate to the government, or how the church was to relate to the government and within the household. Today let's look at the relation to government. We see this in 1 Peter 2 13 to 17. Peter says, Be subject for the Lord's sake to every human institution, whether it be to this emperor as supreme or to governors as sent by him to punish those who do evil and to praise those who do good. For this is the will of God, that by doing good you should put to silence the ignorance of foolish people. Live as people who are free, not using your freedom as a cover-up for evil, but living as servants of God. Honor everyone, love the brotherhood, fear God, honor the emperor. This, of course, is a loaded passage that we could spend weeks discussing with lots of implications, Uh, But we will do our best to just say what it says in its original context and then apply it for us today. First phrase, uh, be subject for the Lord's sake to every human institution, likely governs the rest of what he says, not just in regards to government, but in regards to the household as well. So this governs like the rest of what we're going to talk about this week. Uh, Be subject for the Lord's sake to every human institution. Christians, he says then, are to have a posture of submission. It's worth noting that submission doesn't mean obedience in every circumstance. Uh, if so, Peter himself would have violated his own laws, uh, what he wrote here, when he does not submit to the Roman governors and is crucified. Instead, it refers to a general posture. As we referenced last week, this submission is, quote, for the Lord's sake. Christians are primarily citizens of God's kingdom. We are his people first, as he's already articulated in the theology of the first couple chapters, chapter and a half. We are his people first. So our reason for submission always must go back to God. It is God's will that Christians do good. and We should do good in society and be good citizens. Again, this goes back to Jeremiah and seeking the welfare of the city where the people of God are in exile. We are to live as servants of God, he says. So it all goes back to God. Right? Our reason for submitting to governing authorities is to obey God. Governments are called to also punish those who do evil and praise those who do good, he says. Therefore, in general, Christians who are being good citizens and doing good work have nothing to be worried about. Paul says something similar in Romans 13. One could easily accuse Peter here of being naive or short-sighted. He is speaking generally, though, not going through every possible scenario. He's been put in prison himself by the governing authorities in Jerusalem. Persecution will soon break out against Christians in the Roman world. It likely wasn't very severe yet at this point. It had just been mild uh, social ostracization or verbal criticism. But in a few years, Nero will light Christians on fire to light up the night in the streets of Rome. He will feed them to lions in the Colosseum. Peter knows governments don't always follow their God-ordained responsibilities. Even if he knew what was about to happen, however, I think his exhortation would be the same. As we will see tomorrow, he grounds his teaching squarely in the life of Jesus. Jesus submitted himself to governing authorities and was even put to death by them. His entire ethic and his entire way of relating to the society is rooted and grounded in the life and way of Jesus. We are to live, he goes on to say, and as Calvin says of Christians and the Christian life, in a serving freedom and a free servitude. So as citizens of the kingdom of God, we are free from the restraints of living solely for human institutions. That's not our purpose. That's not our highest authority anymore. We are God's people. So he is our highest authority, so we're free from that. Yet, we are not to use that sense of freedom as an excuse for evil against those institutions. Instead, we are to live as servants of God. And because we are servants to God first, we submit to those institutions out of service to him. We are then to honor everyone. Love Fellow believers, fear God and honor the emperor. These are just general imperatives that are pretty self-explanatory, right? Honor everyone, love believers, fear God, honor the emperor. Now, this text has a few very important implications for how we are to relate to government today. One is our general posture should always be one of submission. We should seek to obey the rules of our governing authorities and be good citizens. We should even go above and beyond simply be obeying the rules and we should do good, as verse 15 says. Similarly to yesterday, that implies uh, doing good for the community and and going beyond just moral baseline, right and wrong. We're to do this so that people who accuse us of evil will be met with suspicion from the rest of the community. I say like, those guys, really, they did so much good. You're calling them that evil. Now, in our culture today, uh, we are so prone to move too quickly to civil disobedience that we often look for opportunities to disobey that just aren't there, instead of resting in our general posture of submission to governing authorities. Perhaps it is because we have been more formed by our cultural values than by the way of Jesus. Our culture values revolution and rebellion. The way of Jesus is submission and entrusting ourselves to God. We must know Jesus so well that we are counterformed from the former values of our culture into the latter, into the way, of jesus okay that's that number two uh because we are primarily servants of god and of the kingdom of god the kingdom of god is our higher allegiance when our governing officials mandate that we do something contrary to god's law we are required to disobey peter says that in a number of different ways by saying we are to submit to the governing authorities for the lord's sake and referencing god's will that we are servants of god first The manner in which we disobey, however, is just as important. We must not go against the teaching of Jesus in our disobedience. We are not justified in violent retaliation. Instead, we must practice peaceful protest, as Jesus did. He didn't capitulate to Pilate's demands or to the demands of the Sanhedrin, yet he also didn't respond with violence in a military uprising as many would have expected him to do as the Messiah. So we must follow Jesus' way. Third, Doing good in our culture today involves advocating for the change of unjust laws as well. Our system of government has mechanisms for changing that foreigners living under the Roman government had never dreamt of. This was not even in Peter's purview. So the good deeds we are to do in seeking the welfare of the city that we are in in exile uh, involves using these mechanisms to change unjust laws. Uh, This then involves knowing what is good and peacefully advocating for it through our votes, advocacy, things like that. Fourthly, we need to clarify our view of government within our faith. We need to keep the kingdom of God and the kingdom of man separate. This is where Christian nationalism is so toxic to the faith. If we believe America is a Christian nation, and the government has a responsibility to keep it that way, Christians will invariably violate the law of Christ in attempting to do so kingdom of God and the government system of America are not the same, and we cannot blend the two. We are called to submit to the governing authorities, quote, for the Lord's sake, not make them Lord. Our allegiance must first and foremost always be to King Jesus. When we try to blend the two too much, it's like blending ice cream with dog poop, I've heard it said. It doesn't affect the dog poop very much, but it sure does ruin the ice cream. So, instead of blending the two together, as Justin Gibney describes, a Christian should view government as a tool to promote the kingdom values within our society. This means Christians can engage in our government systems promoting kingdom values, but we must at the same time maintain good theology and keep the two separate with our primary allegiance to the kingdom of God. So today reflect on your general posture towards the government. In general, do you have a posture of submission to governing authorities or one of rebellion? Do you know the way of Jesus so well that you feel confident in discerning the values or laws of the culture, the government, that need to be resisted. Jesus and the apostles were willing to suffer persecution and even death unjustly because they entrusted themselves so deeply to God and his kingdom. Is your faith and trust in God that resilience?